am in a beautiful space just on the outskirts of Douglas. I'm in the lovely Cool Hall, which is just on the crossroads by the Cool Methodist Chapel there. I have not been in here before for the fair trade sale, which is quite bad considering it's been going for quite some time, but I've come to find out all about it. I've got Katie Newton here with me. Uh, Katie, this is something that's been going on for quite some time, and it is very much a family affair, isn't it? It is. My parents, who are both Manx, uh, were working in Africa in Tanzania in the 1970s, and they met each other. Um, My mother heard someone who was who was English, white, was coming down to the village. It was quite an unusual thing at that time. She met up with him. He said, well, I'm from a little island. You probably don't know where it is. And it happened to be the Isle of Man. So uh, they came back to the Isle of Man eventually and got married. And from their experiences in Africa and, and their, their day-to-day experience of the hardship that people experienced and the fair trade movement was quite new at the time. It was just starting, I think, tradecraft were the first really to bring it in. And um, they were just selling tea and coffee. So my mum and dad came back very enthused about whether they could affect change, especially on a small island that was quite backward thinking, I suppose, at that time. And they started selling this tea and coffee, which which wasn't good, but people bought it. And then they started a sale in my mum and dad's front room. And that would be about, I think, 37 years ago, possibly 38 years ago. And they'd hold it for five days, all day. And um, then they started selling more than tea and coffee. And more items were available in the fair trade market, and it's grown from then. Uh, four children arrived, and it used to be a great part of our childhood. Uh, Mum also did lots of slideshows and education about the fair trade movement and the ethics. And we've moved to the Call Hall, I think, about 15, 20 years ago, and it's, uh, it's been here since that point. And since then, not only have the amount of products and quality of products available expanded, but a lot has happened on the Isle of Man, and in fact, we've achieved a particular status in that time. Yeah, for the last 12 years, I think it is, we've been a fair trade island. I think that means the percentage of cafes and restaurants, schools and churches that, uh, that supply and use fair trade tea and coffee and other essentials, there has to be a certain percentage and they do a sort of census of these, these places and that made us a tw- uh, 12 years ago a fair trade island. That must have made your mum and dad so very, very proud. It did. Uh, You know, they were the first really uh, to be bringing fair trade to the Isle of Man. But since that time, so many people have become involved and their passion and enthusiasm is what brought the the fair trade island status here. Um, But it is something they're very proud about, that they live fair trade. And and, and why should people be fighting to be paid a fair wage for, for a you know, for what they do. We would expect that. We have a minimum wage. We wouldn't work for any less. Why in the third world should this be an exception rather than a rule? I can't understand that in the 21st century. You know, that, that's, I think that's crazy. So, OK, then, on that front, what difference does this really make, then, to have these sort of products and to encourage more people to buy them? Well, I suppose the more people that buy them, the more investment there is into the fair trade movement, the more the more people that use it, the more, you know, the more fair trade items will be about. And, and it's not just the minimum wage that they get paid is a fair living wage. It's also the investment into the community, the ability to, to help them to help themselves. I mean, I'm just looking at the felt so good felt here. And this started, I think, in the early 2000, 2006, I'm going to say, could be wrong there. And uh, a lady from England, a designer, went out to Nepal and she found a small cottage industry making felt and their felt was beautiful. So she's been investing in this cottage industry. They've got 250 people working for them now. She invests into the community. She comes a number of times a year, possibly not at the moment, to check that they are... uh, 
you know, they're being paid fairly and, and the community is thriving. And she pays for the training of these people in a very remote part of Nepal where there just aren't options um, for employment. And she's hoping this year to, to open up um, a second cottage industry in another village and then train up more people. And You're helping them to help themselves uh, and also giving them a fair wage so they can support their families. What an incredible thing to think that I could buy one of these beautiful felt ornaments for my tree for this Christmas in Cool Hall in the Isle of Man and it can actually have a ripple effect to affect someone else's life in a really positive way all the way across the world. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, you mentioned there not at this time. Obviously, we are in a peculiar times so with, with the COVID pandemic going on. How has that sort of affected the, the sort of fair trade movement? Has it had a knock-on effect? Yeah, um, what we've found when we've been, we buy from about five different suppliers in the UK and uh, a lot of them have really, really struggled um, over COVID and we've noticed that fewer stock is available. A lot of the stock is out of stock and, and they're really struggling and they're really grateful for our orders. So not only if you buy something here, are you, are you helping uh, the people in the third world to get paid a fair wage for what they do, but you're also keeping these companies afloat who who are the, um, you know, the suppliers for the producers in the third world in the UK, and they are really struggling at the minute, I suppose, same as lots of businesses. But, I mean, we're expecting quite a busy year, I think, here. We're being so lucky in the Isle of Man, people can actually come here. Well, we'll have a look through this stuff in just a moment and talk us through some of the bits. But, obviously, on the tables, we have everything laid out ready for the food because uh, the suppers and the food is a very big part of this, isn't it? It certainly is. We have done food, I suppose, probably for at least 15 years. We do homemade lunches. It's £7 per person. This is homemade soda bread with homemade soup, followed by a homemade dessert and a tea or a coffee. And that's a very reasonable price, I'm sure everyone would agree. And 100% of the money goes to three charities, Developing Orphans, Isle of Man, the Christian Aid Burundi Project, project and tier fund exchange so all working in the third world uh, they're very popular we get sometimes 100 people within the two hours of lunchtime but uh, people seem to enjoy it they get a good deal and the third world gets a good deal out of it as well so uh-huh. lovely stuff and who, who makes all this food then well we've got quite a good uh, number of people there's a, a wonderful lady in douglas who makes a lot of the soup and my mum and sister and my aunties make a lot of the soup and desserts as well um, lots of volunteers bring cakes and desserts along. It, it's a community thing, really, uh, and it's all delicious. Well, just remind us again uh, the times then that this is happening and days. OK, so the sale is on from 10 till half six on Thursday, Friday and Saturday this week. Uh, lunches are held between 12 and 2, but if you want to see, I would recommend coming earlier rather than later, or if you want a good choice of the puddings. So just uh, tell us some of your favourite things that are available at the sale this year. Ooh, I've got lots of favourite things, and I think I'll be buying some of them for myself or for Christmas presents. I particularly love, we've got some lovely jewellery made from recycled skateboards. Uh, They're so delicate and pretty, uh, you wouldn't think they were made from skateboards. We've also got some nice bits of jewellery made from recycled wire that are a particular favourite for me this year as well. Lovely pastel-coloured coconut bowls. Really Really nice. nice and... Who doesn't like a lantern you can put a house plant in and hang from a beam? That's, that's nice as well. We've got some lovely children's presents as well, little stocking fillers. Yeah. Um, although my son has bought a bamboo flute and it's really loud and annoying, so I don't recommend <laughs> them. Um, we've also got loads of socks and we're only just starting to put out the food stuff today, but there's loads of fair trade food, uh, lots of Christmas food as well. And down in the bottom room, we have Christmas cards and Lots of fabric, cushions, poofs, bed covers, 
Um, basically, everything you could need. Got some lovely knitted items as well. Really nice this year. So I might have to treat myself to also. Yes. And I suppose there are people who would say, oh, but it's all so expensive, though. What, what sort of difference in price are we looking at here between items? Really reasonable, I would say. Um, it's re- really reasonably priced. I mean, you've got some beautiful hand-knitted fair trade gloves here for £14.50, a lovely hat for £14.50, fleece lined. I mean, it's all very reasonable prices, and there mm-hmm. really is something for everybody here. Um, it certainly is no more expensive than you get in a high street shop, and yet the money goes to the right people. Well, if I can convince Katie, we'll make a little video and we'll put it on our Facebook page so you can see some of these lovely bits that are available. But it's just great that this is happening again this year because I'm sure it was a difficult decision for it to happen because it's been a, it has been a difficult year for you, hasn't it? It has. Well, we lost Dad at the start of the year very suddenly um, and he was obviously a huge input into this, not just in a practical sense, fixing the till when it broke and carrying boxes over, but just in that it was something he was very passionate about so it was a big decision whether to have it again uh, and I'm sure he would have not wanted us still negative not to have it um, and also with Covid if you're ordering in loads of stock and yet when the Guernsey cases uh, came out last week we were all very worried in case we locked down and people couldn't come and then my mum doesn't want the stock stored in a front room forever so there's lots of decisions but people are very enthusiastic supporters at the minute aren't they of, mm-hmm. of events and we really are hoping we'll get quite a large number of people some people have been coming for over 30 years and it'll be lovely to see them again but equally we get lots of new faces each year at the minute as well and it'll be just as lovely to see them also so well, I have no doubt your dad would be super proud of you all uh, for carrying this on. It is a wonderful tradition. Do come down to the cool hall. So it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll put all the details on the Facebook page. Uh, do keep us posted, Katie. Let us know how it goes. I will do. Thanks, Christy. Bye, bye.